it's Meg Nally from Big Brother Season 17, and you are listening to The Recap. DJ Earworm, and you're listening to The Recap. Hi, I'm Heather McDonald, and you're listening to The Recap. It's American Idol winner Nick Fradiani, and you are listening to The Recap. Welcome to The Recap. I'm Erin McClory. And I'm Carly Miller. After five seasons and 59 recorded episodes over the course of three years. On our last show as college students, it's time we take a look back on how both we and The Recap have grown. We've definitely grown a lot. We're going to take a look back at all five seasons. Absolutely. We're going to be highlighting some of our favorite moments, just picking apart ourselves, critiquing them a little bit, all in good fun. And we're joined by extremely special guests, Erin. We've interviewed a decent amount of people in the entertainment industry over the course of the past three years. We've been extremely lucky with that. Oh, of course. We've interviewed, I mean, some of our favorite contestants from our favorite reality shows. It's been a blast. But nothing as special as what we have today because we're interviewing people who are so near and dear to our hearts and who have made this show possible in more ways than just one. Definitely. Now, before we get to those, we're going to take it all the way back to the very first words we ever uttered on the recap on episode one, season one. Welcome to the recap. I'm Carly Miller. And I'm Erin McClory, and we're recapping all things entertainment. Wow. What's weird about that? A couple things. First of all, every episode I say, welcome to the recap, and I say my name first, and in that first episode, you did it first, and I have no idea when it switched. I think it switched shortly thereafter. What, I like feel the so second episode then? I was just about to say, I think it didn't it didn't last long. No, but what's also weird is you pointed out earlier when we were typing that we always write Carly and Aaron. Like, in our right. descriptions and in our tweets, whatever it may be, it's Carly and Aaron. It flows for the sake of alphabet, like alphabetical it, order. Yeah, it, it just feels right. I don't even know. I mean, like I was saying with my brother, it's like it's Sean and Aaron. That's just it, it's Carly and Aaron. it just feels right. And I don't know. It's weird listening back to think that we had it switched at the very beginning. It's so weird. It's also, so different. The first episode, I got the flu like the day before and I was undiagnosed with the flu when we did the episode. You also sounded kind of sick. I, I did. We both sound extremely nasally and sick. But and we did an episode. Just like the overall tone, which of course we're going to get to, which Aaron, we have to take a listen at our third episode ever done, episode 103. It's us making Oscar predictions. And let me just say that I, I think that we as individuals have progressed over the years, whether it be talking about entertainment, giving predictions, we, we're, we justify all of our claims so much more five seasons later. One thing that has not and will never change, is us talking about the Oscars. Like the Oscars? Yes, most definitely. So let's talk nominations and why not give our predictions? Might as well. We did it for the Grammys. Got it wrong most of the time, so let's just give it another (laughs) try. speak for yourself. I didn't do too bad. I did not do too bad with the Grammys. I think it's time for my redemption, so let's (laughs) go right to Best Picture. We have American Sniper, The Imitation Game, Birdman, Selma, Boyhood, the Theory of Everything, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Whiplash. So wow. many nominees. Definitely. And I'm going to say, straight up, complete honesty, I have not seen most of the movies nominated in any of the categories. There's too many movies. You can't see them all. And most of them are too long. Definitely. I've seen a few. I've seen a handful, but not nearly all of them. Yeah. I wish I had. But what are you thinking for Best Picture? Well, 
I think boyhood. And I think it's just because of it's it made cinematic history. 12 years to film one movie. I mean, right. the dedication, the time. It's just amazing. The concept. It's crazy. And I, and I don't see how it can't be recognized for that. I agree. I think boyhood has almost gotten too much hype because of the fact that it took 12 years. I agree. Regardless of whether or not it was the best picture people are going to say it was the best picture because of the work it took and because it lasted 12 years and the dedication and I'm not going to say it's a bad movie at all I would never say that but I think maybe it's a little bit too hyped up but I do agree. agree I think boyhood will win right I think the only other possible win could be Birdman Right. I think that'll be a close second. So Boyhood has lost in previous awards to Birdman. And both of these films have contended with the soaring box office of both American Sniper and The Imitation Game. So it just seems like the momentum is being split all over the place. And like you said, the 12-year production concept, I think that we are leading with our hearts for Boyhood in that sense. But... I just think it's going to come out on top. I don't see how it couldn't. I think that they're going to want to reward it for all of its hard work, and I think that giving it best picture is the way to acknowledge that. I'm going to try and not start off us coming in after the clips that we play by just saying, wow. I'm trying so hard, but my initial instinct is to just say, wow. Listen, I got to call you out, Carly. You were a liar. Our very first season, what, our third episode, you lied to everyone. You said you had not seen all the movies, but you saw a handful. Name any of those movies that you saw. The Imitation Game. One. I, I watched, don't know about you. I can I fit watched, more than one in a handful. <laughs> I watched extensive previews on Boyhood. That counts, right? I was honest. I said, there's too many movies and they're way too long and I haven't seen all of them. No, by that I meant I hadn't seen any, but no one had to know and that. And by a handful I meant that I had seen one. See, okay. we bounced What's each other out fair. from the very beginning. We always have. Now, one of my favorite things to talk about was American Idol because I was obsessed with American Idol when that was on. But maybe I wasn't as much of an expert as I thought because after talking about the top 24 performances, I think I mispronounced a very important name. So impressed. But what I'd like to shine some light on is how many people sang songs that have come out within the past few months. You have Rayvon Owens, who sang Jealous by Nick Jonas, just came out so recently. I mean, it's a song that you turn on the radio and you still hear. I was kind of shocked to see how many people took that, took a, a most recent song and not a classic. Right. We had we had two more that were even more recent. We had Nick Ferdini sang Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, which is blowing up right now one of my favorite songs and right. to take a song that's so popular now and then we had Cassie Middleton who's 19 he sang Uptown Funk Fredini Fredini you say Erin <laughs> you might have gotten it wrong season one episode four but it's safe to say that that name is forever ingrained in our memory I mean he introduces us on our show this is American Idol winner Nick Fradiani and you're listening to the recap yeah, the fact that I got the winner's name wrong, not just anyone's name. We were talking about the top 24. We had no idea who was going to win at that point. And I had to bring up Nick Fradiani, and I had to say his name wrong. But not only that, in the clip, you didn't get to hear the full thing, but we were actually kind of critiquing what he decided to sing in singing a current song. And we were saying that only one person who sang a current song did it well, and it, Nick Fradiani was not that person. Fast forward, yeah. 
I meet him. I go to his concert. He wins. I love him. I have his album. I love his music. He does a voicer for the recap. And we hear his voice at the beginning of every episode. So On a weekly basis. That's crazy to think that season one we were talking about him. And now we have a voicer of him introducing our show. And I think that, Erin, that's something really special. And I know that we're going to touch upon it all throughout this episode. But that's just it. It's it's coming full circle in a sense. Here we are. We're 19 years old. We pitched this show. And we're going out as 22-year-olds who have not only been fans of these shows all of our lives, but we've met people. We've worked on shows. We've interacted. We've seen them live. And we're giving input in ways that we never could have fathomed three years ago, four years ago. Definitely. And I think that it's so special. We have. Now we're going to jump ahead to season two. And season two was a special season for us because we won a national award for an episode in the season. And we're going to take a listen to part of that episode right now. It's episode 207. It's our Lamar Odom special. Just this past summer, it was when two of Lamar's best friends passed away. And that was what this season, um, when they were filming, that was about the same time. So when Lamar was calling, a lot of it was about that. And Chloe was answering right. the phone to support him and to, you know, just think about that feeling when you're feeling so awful about something and you call that one person who you know can make you feel better and they don't answer. Like, that's devastating. And she didn't want him to feel like that. She had to be there to support him. And even though they were separated at the time, that didn't matter to her. Definitely, Aaron. And I can't help but recall one situation when they were in Armenia and it's just... Kim, Chloe, and their two cousins in the backseat of the car, and Chloe is repeatedly trying to get a hold of Lamar, and Kim is giving her a lot of flack for calling Lamar, and she's like, can I not check up on him and just make sure that he's alive for the day? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this episode while watching Live From E talk about Lamar being in a coma, and it's just like, wow, she was really the only one that knew how horrible of a state this man was in. And no wonder why she was in constant connection with him because we've heard her talk about time and time again so publicly about how if she had it her way, she'd still be married to Lamar and all these struggles that she kept hidden for so many years. But her saying that when we now know, fast forward five months later, the state that he's in currently, it just goes to show how concerned she is for him and his general well-being. And it also shows... We're talking about how the Kardashian family wasn't supportive of Chloe communicating with Lamar when Chloe was really the only one who knew truly what was going on with him. But now that he's going through this huge struggle, every single person in that family pretty much flew out to see Lamar yes. and be with Chloe and be with Lamar during this. So despite what they think about the relationship or lack thereof, they're going to be there for both of them no matter what, which I think is great. Aaron, you mentioned earlier before you even listened to that clip, this is extremely special to us because we won a hometown media award for a national college award for this clip that we entered. But I think it's even more special because in the moment, we had no idea that a year later we would submit it for the hometown media awards and we would we would end up winning. It was that in that moment in October of our junior year, this news broke and we immediately reached out to each other. And by that night, we were in the studio talking about it breaking it down alongside of E! News and really dissecting the situation. And if you talk about people who are in the entertainment industry, that's what they do. News doesn't stop for anybody, no matter if it's breaking news, breaking sports, breaking entertainment. And I think that that was really a moment where we solidified our passion for entertainment and our ability to just talk freely with each other and work through these situations and really voice our opinions as information was coming in. Definitely. I think that was the first time we did an episode solely dedicated to one topic, one incident, and that was 
Lamar Odom's overdose, but not just that. I mean, we talked about uh, in that clip his relationship with Chloe. We talked about the family. We talked about his history. We talked about his friends and family who have passed away and his struggle uh, as a child and throughout his whole life, his struggle in the NBA. I mean, we dissected it from from such a deep level that it just it was. I think our first time really hitting our stride of of we know entertainment and we have all of this this back history in our minds because we followed it for so many years and and we are knowledgeable on it and we do have a story to share. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's utilizing that information, not being so caught up on the facts of what's going on. I mean, of course, hitting upon those major key components, but us pulling, like you mentioned, Lamar's two friends who had suffered from overdoses or Kim in Armenia with with Chloe and and them dealing with Lamar at the time. These are things that, you know, we don't write down beforehand, but in conversation we know. And I think that that was really a turning point so early on in season two that would be so detrimental, not towards our confidence in winning a national collegiate award, but really just how we would compose and handle ourselves throughout the remainder of our time on the show. Yeah, I think it was definitely a precursor of what was to come. Um, And we'll get to it later that we've had some other episodes similar to that. But another thing that we've had quite often is debate over Justin Bieber. And it all started back in season two, episode nine, returns, rejections, and reconciliation as we talked about two public meltdowns that Bieber had at concerts. He's just human. We get that. But that doesn't make up for you being a bad person. I get what you're saying, but here comes my butt. I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a second. I know you hate when I try to do that. But no, no, no. Go, go, go. He keeps saying that he just wants to make music. Now, can you just make music these days? Because I feel like he's kind of in this trap where he wants to come back. He wants to make this music, but people are getting in his way, you know, especially now. He has so many people working for him. He has publicity people, PR people, all these people who want him to do this appearance, that appearance, go do this show, go do that show, do this interview, go on this radio station, that TV station. He doesn't want to do all of that. He wants to meet his fans and do all that, but he just, he wants to make music and you're shaking your head, but I am because Aaron, the facts don't lie. This kid has a net worth of $200 million. And I am sorry, but this is what comes with the territory of being a celebrity. You need to do this for your fans. You need to go on press tours. You need to do TV shows and radio shows. And guess what? That's how your music gets out there. Let's not forget that you were just six years ago, a little boy playing the guitar on YouTube before someone found you. And six years ago, before you had this net worth and were sitting on this lump sum of money, you would have jumped at the thought of doing all these things relating to press and your fans. And so I don't think that you can argue it's so naive for us to understand the fact that he, quote, just wants to make music when now he has a net worth of $200 million. But think think about the fact that he has to be on all the time. Like he said, it's like you're constantly smiling, faking being happy. If you're not happy one day, say we're having a bad day, you still have to go in and do these interviews and pretend like none of that bad stuff in your life is happening because they expect you to be on. Nailed it. We came in guns blazing. I feel like I won. Aaron. Listen, when we were listening to that back, okay, first of all, we were both reciting lines. Like I know, ah. we were rolling our eyes at each other. <laughs> it's, it's a clip that I remember very well because it really was our first debate about Justin Bieber. And, and it was so genuine in that we had no idea where that conversation was going to go. And it became so conversation heavy of, of two completely different opinions and kind of trying to see eye to eye. And maybe it didn't necessarily work. Yeah, but I mean, even just now listening back, you said you you kind of have changed your mind. Absolutely. I have 
there's no denying that. I think that the way in which I view celebrities and their quote unquote dues that they have to their fans, that mentality has definitely shifted over the course of the past two years of when we recorded that episode. Call it maturity, what have you. I don't know. Erin, you might have won that one. Fine. I'll give it to you. You get the point. Let's listen to the next Justin Bieber debate because I'm not so sure that you won that one. This is from episode 211. And again, it's another argument about Justin Bieber. I understand if you're going to go on stage and you're going to perform in sweats and a sweatshirt, if that's the look that you're going for, if that's your quote unquote costume per se. I get that. What I don't understand is coming to the red carpet in ripped jeans and a Nirvana t-shirt. I think that that is almost disrespectful. Look at me. I'm Justin Bieber and I don't even need to put on a tux. I don't even need to put on a suit and tie because again, I'm Justin Bieber. I think that, you know, I will argue, okay, if he's going to wear the sweats and the sweatshirt on stage for his performance, maybe that is part of his costume. But I think that on the red carpet, this is an award show. And so whatever fashion trend is in at the moment, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's not okay to wear ripped jeans and a graphic tee on a red carpet. I think you're looking into it a little too much. I mean, we've I don't. We've debated about this part before about how I think really what that statement was was look at my music. Don't look at me on the red carpet. Erin. Don't look at my fancy tux. No. It's look a at my general music. rule of thumb. I think that it is disrespectful. Would you go to a gala in Leggings it's not the Grammys. It's the AMAs. That, they're a fun show. I don't it's know. It's like going to the I, People's Choice Awards versus going to the Oscars. I don't think so. I really don't. I don't know. It's it's a night that so heavily recognizes music. And if you're going to argue, listen to my music, don't focus on me, blend in then. Because wearing a Nirvana t-shirt and ripped jeans causes more attention, draws more attention to your outfit than if you were to dre- look just dress up. I mean, I don't think you can argue the severity or the the seriousness of the awards against one another. I get it. Some award shows, people play around more with fashion. And we've talked about that in the past in our Elegant and Irrelevant segments. But I just think as a general rule of thumb, you have to be a bit more formal when attending these events. I mean, I see it as I don't care enough. I gave you the win on the other debate in regards to Justin Bieber. Do I get the win on that one? Uh, you know what? If we're If we're... Getting outsiders involved, a non-biased opinion, David Petka, our audio technician, was listening to some of the clips earlier today, and he said, without us involving him at all, that he liked my Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you are 100% abridging the, the whole story right now. Pardon? You're, this is the Spark Notes version, what you just gave. I'm about to give the full book. I have a question. Who cares? <laughs> Do you care more about Spark Notes or the whole Listen, book? Listen, I was that kid you who hate always to read. read the book. Yes, but you I hate always to read. read. I hate to read. You I hate, hate to read. read. That's you why. <laughs> that's why people like Spark Notes. Okay, but here's what really happened. He said... That he agreed with me until you made a certain point. And until. I think it, I don't until remember exactly the point. Until it's kind of like the butt. So yeah. whatever you say leading up to the butt doesn't matter. You can't say something, 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 but I'm not then whatever done. you said prior is no longer important. I disagree. But, but my point is, he then said, he said, what if we cut the clip here? And then he said, well, and then it makes it sound like Carly won. And I said, oh, well, we'll still cut it there for time's sake. So he said, if I cut the clip here, it no. sounds like Carly won, and we cut the clip there. I think if we listened to the whole thing, I still would have won. I remember it. No, I remember it vividly. And my next point that I brought up was 
he was honoring a place of his work in the sense that these are yes, you said we shouldn't honor. go to I, an and internship. And I asked, would you go to an internship in leggings and a t-shirt? And you said no. And but I think then that I that interned right at there, places where that was acceptable, okay? And I think that that right there just did it in. And let me tell you, there's internships that I've had where I'm out in the field and I'm wearing, yeah, there's different I'm wearing dress khaki codes. shorts and a t-shirt. Of exactly. Course. So there's different dress codes at different award shows, just like there's different dress codes no. at different internships. No, 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 no. <laughs> you just fed right into me. That wasn't it at all. Erin, we're getting to Justin Bieber later again in the show. I'll so give it to you. So we're not done yet. Thank you so much. We're tied up. We're tied up one in one. Let's move on to someone whom we both like equally, and that is Chris Thomas. Now, Chris started the show with us from day one, from episode 101. He was there. He edited everything. He had to withstand a lot of our apologies, a lot of us figuring this whole thing out and how this works. He was really patient. He was. And we could not do this episode without talking to him. Even though he's all the way on the West Coast, we still managed to get him to call in. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi, Californian. How's it going, East Coasters? It's going well. What about you? Uh, I'm doing well. Well, surprise, because you're actually being recorded on the recap right now. Hello, everybody. Without uh, without any prior questions asking you how to do this, we figured it out, Chris. We're taking calls. Yeah. We're editing. I know that you probably never thought you'd see or hear the day, because we certainly didn't either. Well, I don't. I haven't seen it because it's a podcast. But uh, I hey, have we did video. Oh, you're right. I did actually. I saw See? some of it. I was uh, watching Thirteen Reasons at the time, so I didn't want to watch too much of it for spoilers. Okay, uh, that's but, fair. Understandable. But the set looked awesome, and uh, yeah, you guys have done a really good job with it, even without me. Well, thank you. Thanks, Chris. We do miss you. Do you have any standout moments from when you were working on our show? For those who don't know, Chris was our producer and audio technician for what the first three seasons before he graduated and left us. But even when he did leave, he was always a phone call away, even in the True. real world at work. Look at him slipping out right now to talk to us. So, Yeah, obviously you guys are super important, so I had to make some time to uh, talk to you. Uh, I'd say probably the biggest memory was just the first time I uh, started recording, um, working with the recap, because I didn't know if I would be able to do it. I just thought, like, I, I know how to do this stuff, but what if one thing goes wrong in the, uh, in the studio? And then having you guys never have seen me wor- work before, I was like, oh, man, they're going to hate me if something goes wrong. Uh, so that was a little bit stressful. But once the whole thing was done, it felt super good. And, uh, yeah, it was super fun. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. glad. You didn't have to be scared. Were we intimidating at first? Oh, yeah, you guys are super intimidating. Really? Uh, yeah, of course. I feel like, I apologize yes. to you for things. Oh, you did definitely. Sorry, definitely Chris. apologetic, but uh, you also were the host of ICTV's uh, entertainment podcast. So there's it's a, a big lot of deal. Yeah, it kind of became a catchphrase throughout our, sorry, Chris, although it never made it into any episodes, I don't think. I hope not. Oh, yeah. When we used to mess sure up. To rid of it. What? Um, I always made sure to get rid of it. Oh, good. Um, I'd say probably the other two things that were big were, uh, of course, winning the Just Desserts Award for Best Podcast last year when we were out here in California. Um, also, just recording in uh, in Oakwood's apartment complex trying to make it quiet enough on set to um, have a 
working pod. But yeah, those I mean, so many memories. The interviews you're able to do, um, being on an episode for the Grammys, that was that was dope. So Chris, I don't know if you know this, the episode you were on, I think it was our longest episode we've ever done. I was looking at it last night. It was 55 minutes and 26 seconds. I should say it's also the uh, the best one that uh, I've ever done. Well, of course, that goes without saying, right? <laughs> but before you were on, you were kind of like a behind-the-scenes knowledge when we needed it as far as the fact that we would try to talk about Oscar predictions when we had seen none of the movies or we would talk about the Grammys and there would be an artist who we had never heard of and you would be through the glass trying to tell us how to pronounce it. Absolutely. Like I am. Hi, um, that's what it was. I couldn't remember. I don't remember if it was the first, it must have been the first season because that was in the spring. Yeah, we couldn't, we were like, hey, um, hi, um, hi, um. And he yeah, was... this was like our third episode. So I was like, oh man, should I really interrupt them in the middle of it? <laughs> Once again, I didn't want you guys to get upset at me or else that would have been it for me. I would have been gone. Oh no, absolutely no. You guys would have taken over, which, which you guys did this season. And uh, obviously you were in good hands with, with your own hands. So I, I feel like uh, I, I taught you guys. You, de- you definitely did. It's you safe did. to say that, that you absolutely did. This podcast would not have been what it was without you, not only because we didn't know what we were doing tech-wise at first, and you did teach us that, but just because we became such close friends with you, and I don't know, you made this podcast fun, and you made it what it is. Yeah, well, thank you guys. It means a lot. I'm uh, super psyched when both of you guys, obviously, are coming out to California. <laughs> right, right, Carly? Of course, of course. <laughs> You're going to be moving out here. Um, whether or not you do, uh, it, it was super cool to have that semester vibe with both of you. And uh, I actually have a couple quick questions about the recap because I haven't talked to you guys about this season. Uh, but obviously, Carly, you did not like Nick from The Bachelor. Um, that was correct. apparent from just hearing the podcast. Was, was he like your least favorite ever? No, no, no. Uh Juan Pablo will always have a special place in my heart as my least favorite bachelor. You know, Chris, I just didn't like right off the bat when they announced Nick as the as the bachelor, you know, his run with the franchise as a whole. Erin said it herself. She put it into perspective throughout the season, and that was the fact that Nick was almost too much of a producer in the sense that he knew the show like the back of his hand, and he was really calling the shots from a content aspect. He knew exactly how to play his cards, and not just for looking for love, but for the content of the show. And and that's something that Aaron brought up in, in the very beginning, Aaron, I think. And you kind of stuck with that the whole time, that realization throughout throughout this season. And that's something that resonated with me. And I just, I didn't love him in the season's past. I felt like I was done seeing him. He kept coming back. But if he found love, I'm happy. I'm all for happy endings. But also, Chris, I think it's hard when you compare someone like Nick to Ben's season that we got to see. Because I feel like that was exceptional in itself. So, I didn't love Nick, but he grew on me, if that if that helps. And let's face it, Corinne, she made the season much, much more enjoyable to watch. Definitely someone I wasn't expecting to last as long as she did. But, Absolutely. Um, very, and, and, very glad she did. But, Chris, I feel like that goes back to the claim of Nick really knowing how to make the show as entertaining as it was. And now, of course, right. we have to acknowledge that Nick isn't the only one calling the shots. There are other people behind the scenes who are not that naive. But but again, yeah, I agree. When I put Corinne in my top four for my fantasy bachelor, which I forgot to do almost every single week, unless Aaron ran into me to remind me. But yeah, I don't know. He wasn't my favorite, but he definitely wasn't my least favorite. We've seen far worse 
worst bachelors. One thing I think that's important to point out is, Chris, how many episodes of The Bachelor had you seen before you started working on the recap? Uh, none. Exactly. And now what? You're an, you're an avid watcher, are you not? Oh, I'm such a I'm such a watcher now. In fact, not only am I a watcher, um, because of you guys who got me to watch it, I've gotten I'd say probably at least eight people to watch it. So wow. you know, if if there were to be a referral process for The Bachelor, I think you guys would be rich. Wow, I wish be, there was. We'd be rich or we'd have jobs working for The Bachelor. Either way. Yeah, maybe. Both are fine complain. with me. <laughs> so have you guys seen any more movies since you talked about the Oscars? Because you were saying that you haven't really, you didn't have enough uh, movie knowledge to really say who you thought should win it. So I'm just curious if you guys have uh, gone back and, and watched any movies prior. Here's La La the thing. Pass. Chris, don't do this. The answer <laughs> is not what you want it to be. I don't want to set you up for failure, but but why would you ask a question like that, Chris? I, Chris, I did see Get Out. Now, I don't think that that fall, fell under the Oscar realm, but I did go to the movies and I did watch that. So if that counts for, for anything, I'll I'll say I it. also just, you know, I went to the movies last weekend and I saw Going in Style. Will it be nominated for an Oscar? Absolutely not. But was <laughs> it a good comedic movie? Yes. So there, Carly and I have both seen a movie since we last spoke. So I think that right there is is big news. I'm super proud of both of you guys and especially Get Out because Get Out, um, I think is probably the best movie that's come out so far this year. Uh, will it get Oscar buzz will be such an interesting question because it's quite an unconventional movie, but definitely has been getting some great reviews and I would be excited for it to get something. So I'm impressed. Thank you, Chris. There you go we with your movie it. knowledge. See, we're all growing. You from a Bachelor Nation avid watcher and us from eh, not frequent moviegoers, but... We try. At least occasional. A- annual. <laughs> annual. Annual. That's annual so moviegoers. True. Well, Chris, well, thank you so much for calling. We know that you're at work and you took the time to call us and we really appreciate it because we could not do our last episode without talking to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Um, it was an honor to be on your last episode and also it was super fun to do the first couple seasons with you guys and... Uh, I hope you guys are going to do some sort of podcast in the future. If not with each other, at least with yourselves. Or just, you know, enjoy life. Have a good last episode, guys. Thank great you, Great advice. Thanks, Chris. It was so great catching up with Chris. We'd be lying if we said we didn't have any tech issues without him here. But, but we've come a long way. And now we're going to move on to season three, which was the last season that we got to do with Chris. And it was a very special season, not only because of that, but because we spent the semester in Los Angeles and took the podcast with us there. Can you believe that it's been 13 years since Finding Nemo came out? 13 years. How old were we 13 years ago? Quick math. Seven, Uh, Seven. Seven. No. Yes. Really? You're a year older than me. Oh, so I was eight. Yep. Yeah. Wow. There is such a stigma surrounding Park students in regards to their math abilities. Right there, we lived up to it. I am so sorry. We are living proof. I, I, my brother, Sean, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. He's a high school math teacher, and I know he, he's very ashamed right now. Well, do you remember that one time yep. that we had to calculate what grade we could get on our final in order to still get an A? <laughs> in principles of marketing. And, and so we tried to figure it out and couldn't, and we made him Aaron, do it. No, no, no. We tried to figure it out, and you told me I needed like a 1,776 <laughs> on my final when we had never gotten below an A on a single assignment. What? <laughs> That's just my math. But Right. So let me say, in this clip, 
how old were we? You were 20. And you were 21. Let me just say, 20 minus 13 is a whole lot easier than 21 minus 13. Aaron. It is. When anything that ends in like 20. Well, of course. Exactly. So no, no, I'm saying anything for that you. ends in zero naturally is, is I easier. I was 21 also, and you were 20. We still took that long. It doesn't matter who got it first. It's still the principle. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. Of we the, tried. Of the thing. Erin, you mentioned how special season three was for us, not only because of Chris, but because we were in L.A. And something that comes with the territory of being in L.A. was truly being immersed in the entertainment industry. Yeah, we 100% were. One of the things that I got to do was go to a taping of the series finale of American Idol. And following that, we did an entire episode dedicated to the end of American Idol and got to bring on a couple special guests, including Devin Velez. I've gotten, like, these giant bouncy balls. I've gotten uh, just all sorts of things. But just to see how much... Yeah, I've gotten jewelry, all sorts of things. But it's, it's amazing to see that these people really are moved so much to the point where they're going to, like, give you a gift. And there's there are some gifts that you can see took, you know, so much work. Um. Now, I have to tell you that what you just said, that whole talk about meeting the fans made me so happy because... I went to the concert in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I'm one of those fans who waits outside after the concert in hopes of getting to meet all of you. And I got to meet you, and you were the one that my friend and I were waiting to meet, and I was one of those fans who gave you a gift. It was a small gift. I gave you some, we got you some fake flowers and wrote you a note about how... Oh my God, I remember you. No, you don't. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. You guys did get me fake flowers because that was the only time I got fake flowers on tour. Oh, that way to go, Erin. So, way to stand an, out. Right, we tried. And our note was like, we will be your fan until the flowers die. And that's why they were fake flowers. Right, because, the, because the, the flowers are fake so they'll never die. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> that moment was one that definitely stood out to me. Not just because he says he remembers meeting me, but just the full circle moment of, of being a fan of this show. And we talked about it with Nick Fradiani. We're fans of these shows. We talk about these people. And then getting to to actually talk to them on the show, it's incredible. It absolutely is. I mean, that happened with American Idol multiple times with Nick Fradiani, with this, the end of an era, you going to the series finale of the show. It happened with Bachelor time and time again. We went to a taping of it. And all of these things, you know, you, you dream of these things. And, of course... Us having our own aspirations of being and working in the entertainment industry. Of course, we know that those dreams are somewhat obtainable, but to actually live those moments, I think they're surreal no matter what. They definitely are. I mean, we got to do so many amazing things in L.A. that related to our craft and that we brought back to the podcast. And I think that was really special. And just along the lines of interviews, I mean, yeah, we interviewed Devin and also Tim Urban from American Idol. But, I mean, we also interviewed Rafi Neiman, who was Leah Remini's assistant. That was an amazing conversation. Just recently, we interviewed Steven from Are You The One? And we interviewed Meg Malley from Big Brother. So just looking back at all of the interviews we've done, it's pretty incredible to just... Think about all of the people that we used to watch on TV or used to read about online and then actually got to talk to. Undoubtedly, Erin, so well said. Now, someone that we do watch on TV week after week and, and follow extremely actively on social media, that's Kim Kardashian. And in the beginning of season four, so our senior year, she was held at gunpoint in Paris. I think that this was another vital moment of us really just continuing to excel you know, in our craft and, and just talking with each other, 
This was another thing. It was hard news, kind of like Lamar Odom. You know, interesting, it runs parallel with the Kardashians. But another thing, another situation where it's 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 groundbreaking, it's breaking news, and we're in the studio and we're talking about it and we're pulling apart greater societal issues that have to do with the robbery. Why are people so quick to assume that this armed robbery is a hoax because it's the Kardashians? Everyone loves to hate them, and it just frustrates me to no end because they're reality stars, because Kim poses naked, because she's been married three times. We write her off as this fake celebrity and who's hungry for fame, but she has fame. And if you don't like she's famous, too bad. It's too late. Stop reading the tabloids. Stop consuming the media. Stop following her on Twitter and stop watching her show if you hate her so much. Stop buying her merchandise and stop perpetuating what you hate. Because right now she's a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a human. And we're dehumanizing her because she's a reality star and because so many people are so quick to judge her for her past mistakes. In their eyes, mistakes are just the past way that she's lived her life. So what? Yeah, I I completely agree. And Aaron, to go back to that, and you talk about them being reality stars and and all of that. And it's interesting that you say that because I was doing a project on this assignment for, for a media, for a broadcasting class. And my professor told me that the way in which I was delivering the information was far too factual, matter of fact, news and less conversational. And that's okay. I understand that I'm getting critiqued on my performance. However, what was interesting was the fact that he then added, we're not talking about Prince William here. We're talking about Kim Kardashian. And Aaron, I think this ties hand in hand with the dehumanization of celebrities. It doesn't matter who it was. It doesn't matter what she does. It doesn't matter how she makes a living or her following or the people in which she attracts. She is a human. And I think it's a different way of looking at the dehumanization of celebrities because we're comparing a celebrity to a celebrity. Right. I think it makes but it even worse. But they are treated so differently. I think it makes it even worse. And I think that you cannot judge a human life based on what they do. This woman is not a criminal. Like you said, she is a mother. She is a businesswoman. She has so many things. We're so many titles. But above all else, at the end of the day, she is a human being. She is a, a human species. I mean, such a powerful conversation that we had, even just listening back to that. We brought in so many different points about whether it was what you heard in that clip just now about the dehumanization of celebrities, or we talked about victim blaming. We talked about how people thought this was a hoax because it was Kim Kardashian. We just, we brought in so many different nuances of this. And if I remember correctly, this episode was over a half an hour long and it was solely dedicated to this one incident because there was just so much there to dissect. And I think the fact that it came in season four says a lot because if this had come in season one or two, I think this would have been a 10 minute conversation amongst other uh, other conversations we had on that one episode. And we wouldn't have really gone as in depth about it. But by season four, I mean, every topic that we've talked about in the past two seasons, pretty much, has related to some sort of greater conversation, whether it's about the dehumanization of celebrities, whether it's about celebrities and their duty, as we talked about earlier, to um, talk with fans or whatever it may be. Just everything we talk about, it it connects to something bigger. And I think it just shows how far we've come. Erin, as we were listening back to that, I thought the same thing, and that is the greater societal issues. It's something that resonates me after, you know, episode after episode, because I feel as though you know, recapping everything in entertainment news was our was our original motto that we created upon being active on social media. But I think that that quickly changed, and that was while relating it to greater societal issues. And if not plastered all over social media and all over everything we did, that stuck with us in and out of every single episode. How can we relate this back to a bigger message? And I think that you're so right. This right there was just us having a conversation 
about celebrities, about the dehumanization of them so much more than did this happen or did it not. There was so much more to it than just that. And although I think we fine-tuned that ability over the course especially of two years rather than three, I can't help but think back to episode 101 when it all started. And one of our first topics is Ashley Graham, plus-size model, the first plus-size model of Sports Illustrated. And I remember us talking about what this meant for young women, for young girls to see this woman on the cover. And so I completely agree with you. This right there is a perfect example of us, you know, honing in on those societal issues and something that we really tried to follow throughout each and every episode, not even purposefully. It just happened that way. Yeah, you're right. We really did. You know, I I forgot, you know, we really did do that all the way back in season one. I think when you have a platform like this, it doesn't matter how many people are listening, whether it's two people or 2000 people or 2 million. If you have a platform, don't just talk about superficial things. And I think that we've done a great job of of mixing in different kinds of conversations. Are we going to talk about who went home on The Bachelor? Yes. But are we going to talk about societal issues that are in the media or that celebrities are talking about or involved in? Of course. Right. And I think that this was the reason why this podcast came to us at such a vital time and why we were so passionate about it. Because although we love entertainment news, we also love, you know, we, we have a great enough understanding to, to recognize the impact that each and every celebrity has on young children, you know, people our age, the entire universe entertainment has such a large influence on our culture as a whole. And of course, you know, we pick apart every little thing, but I think it's extremely necessary. And we take these dark topics and we try and shed light on them. And Erin, that leads me to, to intro episode 410. It's called The Power of Positivity, but I think we got negative pretty quickly with each other. Yeah, I mean, okay, one thing I have to say. I I Googled while we were talking. Okay. Just a history of the past people. Tell me. Last year, David Beckham, then we had Chris Hemsworth, Adam Levine, Channing Tatum, Bradley Cooper, Ryan Reynolds, Johnny Depp. Great list of people. You go back to September 12th, 1988, John F. Kennedy Jr. Really? I just find that fascinating. So I clicked on on his Wikipedia, so I've just been reading about JFK's son while you talked for a second. I had to Well, I'm I'm glad that you're listening, right? (laughs) I'm sure others are, too. Aaron, you know, I, you know what, Aaron, unlike you, I've been listening to everything you've been saying. And so you mentioned the fact that it's not just what's on the outside, which is obviously, you know, a great deal of sex appeal, but also what's on the inside. We're not the only ones who think that because Zac Efron, the Rock's based Baywatch co-star, took to Twitter to show his support by tweeting, your personality is the most attractive. Underneath the rippling muscles is a caring heart. Congrats to the sexiest man alive. Love you, dog. Zach Efron, we have something in common. Erin, apparently you and I don't because I'm sitting here attentively <laughs> listening to what you okay. have to say, and you're looking up JFK's son. No, I was listening. I was trying to find a history for us. I wanted okay. to see if they maybe had picked a jerk in the past, and I couldn't find one. And then I scrolled back, and did you know that this has only been happening since 1985? So really, it wasn't that long of a history, and JFK Jr. just happened to be... One of, he was the fourth one named. So I just, you know, we're always, I was just we're always learning new stuff. I mean, we're always we're always going further than we need to go digging deep. So I appreciate it's that. For the a little history. We did not hold back at all. I'm not going to point fingers, but someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. And it was not me. It, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say it wasn't me. So clearly it was you. But either way, you came right at me. I'm just saying that we do research in advance. 
but always always but sometimes things come to you during an episode you want to maybe google it you want to get a quick you were staring at the wikipedia page for 20 minutes i thought you were doing homework during it (laughs) oh my gosh you are the biggest exaggerator talk about a drama queen that is you right there i had one fact to give and that was about jfk jr and i thought it was fascinating and i thought our listeners deserved to know how could you hold that information back from our deserving listeners carly well, I didn't because you still said it. I did. I thought it needed to be said. Now, we talk about doing research in advance. A couple of people I didn't need to do any research on before talking to them. That would be my parents. I'm so excited that they were able to call into our last episode. I feel like this episode would not have been complete without talking to two of our biggest fans. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, Mom and Dad. How are you? Great. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're sad. It's our last episode. I know. We're sad, sad Well, we just wanted to kind of get your input on on listening to us for the past five seasons. There aren't many people who can probably say they listen to every episode over the past five seasons, but I think the two of you can. We're pretty close. You're getting there. (laughs) Haven't seen the video cast yet. Do you have any episodes or anything that stand out to you or... Anything over the five seasons? Laurie, do you want to go first? I can do that. I think my favorite episodes were the ones with uh, Steve, with Salty. He was, uh, it was interesting to hear one uh, male perspective on different things and to get the, the perspective on athletes and entertainers. Not that athletes aren't entertaining, but you know what I mean. And um, the other ones that I really liked were your previews of the awards shows. And uh, when you guys gave your ideas of who you thought were going to win and then finding out whether you were right or wrong. And how we were always wrong. I was about to say more often times than not we were wrong. <laughs> hey, but at least you tried. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Okay, for me, I, I agree. One of my favorites was when... Uh, when Steve was on, I thought he was very good, and I thought the topic was very engaging and one that I actually paid some attention to, so it was good to hear both perspectives. But I think the one that sticks out in my mind, um, which I don't know what it was called, but when you guys interviewed the former contestants that were on Idol, um, I thought that was very well done and, and gave some great insight into behind the scenes that people don't always see or think of. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, I mean, that was a fun episode. Obviously, we've been to some of the Idol concerts together. All mm-hmm. three of us have. And so it's kind of a full circle moment to go from being at those shows and and meeting both of those when guys when they were on American Idol and then now fast forward however many years it's been since they were on, getting to actually interview them. And tell them about how you met them and them remember. Yeah, when Devin remembered. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Now, whether he was being honest i don't know but it seemed like oh, it was. we didn't even consider that it seemed it seemed very genuine it did he, he seemed to remember some things that, that had to make it genuine and real but, yeah and then I, I think in summary the other thing that i really liked is since you guys came back from la um, when you guys talk about certain things you have more of a, um, a reality and you can talk about when you were there or when you did this or that it gave it a real um a real genuine feel so I thought that was pretty neat. I think that has something that been something that's changed, especially because when we were listening back last night to some of our older episodes, a lot of our older episodes were kind of just factual. Here's what happened. And now it's just a much 
deeper conversation and I feel like we give better insight on stuff and I feel like that's also a reflection of of you guys and and Carly's parents and everyone who listens and kind of giving us feedback on what they like and what they didn't like necessarily and just being able to give perspective. Absolutely. Well, and you guys have definitely matured in your abilities as well. Yeah, I think... You're able to to think more and, and reason more about entertainment industry as opposed to just being an observer and reporting the observations. Yeah, definitely. I think that over the five seasons, we've grown a lot. Not just us as talking, but we're listening back and some of our audio quality and just everything has grown. Absolutely. And and I think that one of the reasons we wanted to do a podcast was to have that freedom. And so if we did five seasons and never grew from just reading facts or, or telling stories and not inputting our own life stories or or our own experiences in Los Angeles or working in general I feel like that would have been no different than just being talent on a show you know like this is why you had this idea three years ago to start this was to make it something our own and I feel like we we've done that over the past five seasons yeah definitely we just wanted uh the two of you to be a part of our last episode since obviously you're a big part of my life and and I appreciate all the support you've given me throughout all of college but especially here with the recap and always listening and giving your input and listening to my DJ shifts and my sports cast, whatever it may be. But <laughs> thank you for um, all of your support with it. And we just wanted to um, tell you that on the episode. Well, we're going to well, miss thank it. Thank you. It passed the time and a lot of rides. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I also I must say than... that um, you guys were very predictable in certain key words that you used. So that was always fun. Oh, like what? You, I knew you were going to ask me that, but um I would also like to compliment you on your puns have gotten much better, both of you. Oh, well, you can thank Carly for that because she's definitely <laughs> taught me well on my puns. Okay. Thank you, Carly. Of course. My pleasure. Well, thank you both for calling in. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, I love you, too. Love Look you forward too. to hearing it. One of the things my mom mentioned was her favorite episodes being the ones that are a preview of award shows that are to come. Those are some of the most fun episodes I think for us to do because we do get to make predictions and yes we can be wrong but that's half the fun. We're finally up to season five but we're throwing it all the way back to the first episode of this current season and that was our Grammys preview. I think it's safe to say we did in fact save the best for last. So let's start with record of the year. We have Hello by Adele, Formation by Beyonce, Seven Years by Lucas Graham, Work by Rihanna featuring Drake, and Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. Oh. What a category. It better not be Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. It's not going to be Stressed Out oh, by 21 Pilots. It's not. Is just, it's just not. Also, have you ever watched an award show in which 21 Pilots goes up to accept their award? No. At all. I, not that I recall. I forget which, which award show I was watching in. They need to practice. I don't really? know. They're, so, they're a little all over the place. I now I kind of want them to I win. just I just don't really enjoy their music, but that's just me. I also, I, I would I think it would be a shame if Work won by Rihanna featuring Drake. I don't know. It's just like, it's catchy, but once you hear it, you're like, I'm done with this song. Can we move on with our lives? Right. I stand by every word of that. <laughs> you know, I'm a little embarrassed because 21 Pilots did win. Not for that award. But I did ask you if you ever seen an awards ceremony where 21 Pilots won. Don't be embarrassed. There's a first for everything. That was it. For- Listen, you were ahead of the game. 21 Pilots made headlines by accepting their award at that at that ceremony specifically because they went up and they accepted that award in their underwear. 
they made headlines. You said, have, they, have you ever seen it? I was like, I don't, I don't really think so. At least not that I remember. And now I will never forget 21 That's Pilots accepting you know that award. That was a great acceptance speech. I said that they were all over the place, but they, they worked really on it. Together. They took your advice. They did. Now, someone else that we talked about on that episode, who I think it's important to bring up now, is Sturgill Simpson. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> Let's talk about album of the year. The last category we're going to talk about specifically. Again, we have Adele and Beyonce for 25 and Lemonade, respectively. Purpose by Justin Bieber. Views by Drake. And A Sailor's Guide to Urch by, what, Sturgill Simpson. Simpson. Gotta just Google that name real quick. Yeah, let's just, uh, this brings me back to, I don't know who it was two years ago when we were talking about it. And our producer, Chris, was like, how do you not know who they are? I feel like this one we can get away with not knowing who they are. Sturgill Simpson? Never heard of you, Sturgill. He's a country music and roots rock singer-songwriter. That would explain it. To date, he has released three albums as a solo artist. He's 38 years old. He's from Jackson, Kentucky. um, And he's been active since 2004 until present. Listen, I did some research on JFK Jr. You were doing research on Strugal while we were live on the air and reading his Wikipedia page. Listen, I also did announce that I was going to look him up because I had no idea who he was. But you're right, Aaron. We can come to an agreement on that. You did some research on the show. I did some research on the show. Perhaps I'm more of an active listener. But hey, we won't go there. The, The key is here. We've reached an agreement. But that's not the only agreement that we'll reach today episode 512 we finally reach an agreement about justin bieber and i think it's necessary to note that this is episode 513 so 512 is is technically the last time that we had our traditional episode and we didn't plan it but that's kind of the way we went out how special it was special and i i want to bring up justin bieber and it's not for the reason that you think because When we talk about these kinds of things, it brings me back to when you, I don't want to say blame, but hate on Bieber for the same type of things that these people are are, are speaking out about and and we're in support of that. No. But but, no, let me tell you, it all just clicked for me about why it's different. Thank you. And I will tell you why. Okay, I'm excited. Because Justin Bieber has been... I don't want to say rude to fans, but he's not willing necessarily to take the time to stop and answer questions. It's not just don't take a picture with me. It's kind of brushing them off, canceling stuff, um, not really taking the time for fans. As where with these people, they're saying, get to know me, um, talk to me, don't necessarily just take a picture with me to brag about it. And I feel like that's kind of the separation where it seems like these people... I don't want to say care about their fans more, but they just want to make the deeper connections. I'm not saying care oh about their gosh. fans more. No, I just it feel like everything I've been trying to argue for the past two years have suddenly we can we can we can come to an agreement, and it's it's absolutely amazing. How special! It it was so fascinating that that happened on our last episode where we had a deep conversation about different topics because we have had yes we played a couple clips from Justin Bieber debates but I mean every season we've had maybe one to two debates about Justin Bieber whether it's his roast his meltdowns his outfits everything we have we have dissected that man more than anyone else on the show that's so true you are you are absolutely right maybe the kardashians are a close second definitely but that's a whole clan so it's different (laughs) i agree and i'd like to think you mentioned that we meant you mentioned how we talk about justin bieber a lot on our show 
But I'd also like to shed light on the fact that we haven't really in the past season or two. And so I'd like to think that us coming together and seeing eye to eye was just us growing and us being able to articulate our points, understand one another, not be so quick. I'm giving us way too much credit. I think you just- are because let's remember, I don't know, 20 minutes ago when we talked about the, the first two debates and we yet got into another debate talking about who won the debates. You're so you're so right. Some things will never change, but that is okay. One thing that will never change that I am perfectly okay with never changing are your puns, Carly. We could dedicate an entire episode to your puns, but frankly, we don't have the time or energy to go back through all of our old episodes and find all of your puns because they are so sporadic and throughout all of our episodes. But we did pull a couple to look back on. I know The Rock no longer wrestles, but he made an appearance in that ring. Oh, Aaron, no, you went there. Aaron, the rock that was on <gasps> her finger. It was like Dwayne was still there. Oh, it was like God. Dwayne Johnson came home. He never left. <laughs> so this year your heart wasn't open, but your ears were. You got one in early tonight. I really do appreciate that little dedication towards my puns. Someone that my heart and my ears will always be open to is my mommy. There you go with another. There I go, a little one. And if you listen to the interview with her, you'll see just one more. And I think that here it was important for me because my mom is the most inspirational person in my life. And she's really followed this journey from start to finish throughout well, my entire life for one, but especially my college career and more specifically the recap. And so to hear her reflect on this as if she doesn't give me her advice each and every week because, well, she's a mom and that's what moms do. (laughs) But it was really, really, I think, special. We talk about this entire show coming full circle in the end. And I think to end it with our parents, it goes to show just how full circle we have really come, whether it was three years ago us pitching the show and my dad, yes, my dad, Creating the name, didn't the he? recap name. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Or in this moment where my mom really just captures each and everything that we hoped to achieve throughout this journey of the recap. Hello? Hello. Mommy. Hi, Mom. Hi, Carly. <laughs> and Aaron's on too. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Oh, I'm so honored to be on your show. Oh, so excited. Mom. Thank you for having me. Of course. No, thank you for having me. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Carly. <laughs> so wow, what's up, you girl? raised a jokester. Oh, I I'm so I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. We're sad. We're winding down. We're winding down here. Yeah, but I think the theme here is that we're we're done from a collegiate aspect, but we're we're closing the book for now. But the the chapter rather, not the whole book, right? Definitely. There, there's there's a chance in the future. Yes, the story will continue, and you'll each continue to have your own stories. But sad because of the great collaboration that you've had for these years. It's been amazing for me to watch you guys. You've uh, evolved, you've grown, and it's just been a pleasure to be part of this, you know, this podcast. It's been an amazing, amazing thing for for our whole family, but I've really, really enjoyed your, your work, your teamwork, I will say, so. And, and part of it, Mom, part of it, you were indeed, we called you the momager. We gave you that official title, I think, like, two seasons in, because you were always there, critiquing our mistakes if any actually went on the air by accident or went unnoticed but also 
with our pronunciations. We called you quite often. <laughs> well, the most recent was, I forget, I don't even remember his name. Whoever messed up, or didn't mess up, it wasn't his fault, but at the Oscars. With the handoff, with the envelope, Beatty, Mom. Beatty. Warren. Yes, Warren. Warren Beatty. Yeah, yes. we called you. We're like, is it but, Beatty, Beatty? We have no yep. idea. Yeah. But, but I think you changed your pronunciation even on the phone with us. You guys made me realize that there's different ways and different points of view, even though a, a human being understands that there's different points of view to everything, you've always given it a different spin that maybe I would think of and forced me to look at things a little bit differently, which I think is great for young people to be able to do that um, on their own level or um, even to adults or people, you know, peers or to older people. So that's a great uh partnership that you guys have had an amazing focus that you've had and really bring different points of view um the last when i got the privilege when i had the privilege of listening and watching you live that was amazing to me i just thought that it was the way that we should have had the podcast from the beginning just to see you girls and the way that you you know handle yourselves i think it's just wonderful and you did you do such a great job when you're together it was just very great to see that dynamic um but what i wanted to say was that you've helped me to have a different perspective on things each one of you in your own way uh made me more interested in entertainment these past few years so um i will absolutely miss the show and even though i know that you'll both be on to bigger better things, you know, I will also miss the relationship that you have today and, uh, you know, the, the interesting things that we've, we've shared. It's been a great, for me, a great journey just to watch um, where you've come from to where you, you know, are right now. So it's been great. One more thing that I have to bring up. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I might be throwing Carly under the bus, but she sends me screenshots sometimes of her conversations with you. Nothing bad, Mom. Nothing bad. They're all great. And I love seeing them. And I have one pulled up here. And it, I believe it was from, what is it, the Grammys maybe? Oh, might be mom, the Oscars. I don't know. not like the fashion on there. No. So so some of your, your texts, you said, are you watching Channel 7? <gasps> Dakota Johnson dress they love. I must be from another galaxy. I hate it. I don't even care. I hate it. Everyone on E! loves every dress. Bring back Joan Rivers. Yep. That's where I get it from, I think, right, Mom? Everybody has to have an opinion, right? And you have to have the ability to voice it and stand behind it and carry your head, you know, be stand tall. That's all. Definitely. Well, Mom, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you yes. sharing your insight and your experience with us over the past five seasons. So Loved we, it. We I couldn't have done it without oh, you. <laughs> you're listening to my girls on the recap. I will miss that. I love you, Mom. I am honored to be part of your podcast today and will tell you each that I wish you only the best. I know that you will each be amazingly successful. I hope that you will stay in touch. I know that the Park School will absolutely be missing you, and I hope that there are people out there that will strive to be even just a fraction of what you've been um, and, and just, that's it. I love you both and I wish you the best. So extremely sweet and really just <laughs> capture so many of the emotions. It, we're overwhelmed with so many emotions. You know, 
a sense of, of course, happiness and us going out the way in which we really, really wanted to, having known that we held nothing back and we accomplished everything, if not so much more than what we set out to do three years ago when we pitched this podcast. I think when we started this, we really, yes, we had hopes and dreams of what it would become, if you want to say that, but really we've just, we've made this podcast a reflection of who we are and what we love and I have never been so proud of something that I've done I'm gonna cry I don't want to I just don't want it to end I agree and I think that when you say that you know we really made it part of who we are and and what we are and I think that that's something that's never going to change whether we're in college or down the road and so I don't think this is goodbye at all I think it's where like we said with my mom we're closing a chapter in this book but Natasha Benningfield said the rest is still unwritten. I love that you brought that in. I, I really like I don't want to get emotional, <laughs> but it's really hard because it is. We've come so far. I mean, we've grown so much as hosts, as entertainment lovers, as as reality lovers, as as everything. But really also just as friends, like thinking about how far we've come through our college career. I, I know it's, I, it's a lot. I, it, it's so much. It's so it's it's overwhelming, for lack of better word. It truly isn't. It's something that I don't think that anyone can anticipate. And you can try and put it into words, and we can try and come up with you know the most sentimental way to say goodbye. But I think that that's just it. We're we're not saying goodbye because I'm I'm a strong, firm believer that this is our passion and this is what we want to do. And so no matter which coast we end up on or what jobs that we take or or what we end up doing, we're always going to have not only this beautiful creation that we made together, which is the recap, but each other to to relate back to and to share this special bond with. And so I don't think that that's just something that we walk away from. I feel like the recap is going to be with us for years and years to come. Definitely. And as you said at the beginning of this episode, this is our last episode as college students, but I'm not going to say it's our last episode because I really don't believe that. It's a goodbye for for now. now.